What it do, DMV, episode 19 of Chirpin' DMV. We're bringing you part three of our season preview series here today. High school hockey edition. We've got a handful of some interviews yet again. A couple coaches from the area, and we're continuing our division breakdowns. Today we're heading east. We're starting with the Atlantic. With all that being said, uh, let's say hello to the boys and then get started. KP, what's up, buddy? Sitting on the couch next to me. Not much, man. Just hanging out. Nice, beautiful day. AB, what's happening? Not much, man. Had a pretty good weekend down in Carolina. Yeah, uh, we we don't want to spill too many beans, but we've got some sick interviews okay. coming. Yep, yep. Just keep an eye out for that. Uh, and football Sundays are back. Up in Baltimore, the best day to drink on weekends is Sundays now, apparently. And everyone just gets rowdy on football Sundays. It starts at like 10 a.m., goes till like 8 p.m., then you go to sleep and go to work hungover as fuck on Monday. Yeah, getting all lit up at the one star. So let's just get right into it. Caps preseason hockey. It's Tuesday. We're recording. The Caps are back, 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 baby. Defeated Chicago. Preseason game one last night, 4-3 to three in OT. The boys are undefeated. Uh, goals by Damian Riet, Travis Boyd, Alexi the Viper. Protoss, who uh, also added two assists, including that uh, Tommy OT winner for a three-point night. And then, like we said, Tommy Tuckett, uh, future 30-goal scorer, wins it with a beauty, driving the net. Um, the Viper, as they call him, Protoss, who was our third-round pick this past season, uh, probably stood out the most, obviously, with a goal, two assists. He'll be back in the WHL with the uh, Prince Albert Raiders this year. But uh, either of you catch that game? No, I didn't, uh, unfortunately. Cut. Yeah, I caught some of it, um, and I saw Tommy's goal at the, his uh, overtime winner on the highlights. Yeah. And he blew by that defender, and it seemed like he was the only NHLer on the ice. Well, because he was. Okay. <laughs> Outside of Boyd, but uh, yeah, team didn't look too bad. Like I said, mostly prospects. Uh, we are undefeated, though. Copley wasn't net. Uh, he didn't do too awful. Let the first goal we let him was just a ripping clap bomb. Um, but besides that, there's not too much to tell. Most of these guys won't be playing. Boyd uh, probably will be on that fourth line. Uh, yeah, his, that. Goal, his goal was pretty sick. Uh, it was on the power play. Yeah, um, correct. It was a great great pass from the uh, from the point man to the middle man, the Oshie, the Oshie spot, and then nice little no-look drop pass to Travis Boyd in the OV spot. Christian Juice also back on the ice last night looking pretty good. Uh, if you remember last year, he had that injury for a good bit of the season, came back, kind of switched some time with Siegenthaler, but he looked good. He looked fresh. Uh, but besides all that, the reason I mentioned Boyd probably on that fourth line is because Kuzi uh, officially, NHL suspended him three games, inappropriate contact. He obviously doesn't plan to appeal. Uh, does keep the Caps under the salary cap for those three games because he is without pay. Uh, then the Caps will have to make a move when he comes back, so... Thoughts on Kuzi? Three-game suspension, not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. I'm glad he's not appealing with it. So just get it over with, get it out of the way, and let's move on. So I think that's yeah. the way he's looking at it, too, which is good. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. And I kind of think this was, like, one of those situations where the NHL was like, all right, there's such a big fuss about it, we might have to do something about this. So, yeah, so that's why it's just inappropriate contact because I think it's right. mostly because he lied about it at first, said he didn't yeah. do it, and then he the piss was hot. Yep. Or cold, it's I should say, hot. since it was some snow. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Uh, like they said on they said on uh, uh, Chicklets, actually, on yesterday's episode, that Biz was saying his new celebration should be when he scores, he puts uh, <laughs> he puts snow on the stick and just, like, <laughs> snorts it off of the blade of his stick. Dude, that would be so <laughs> If you start doing that, he'd, like, after that? yeah, he would get suspended even more after oh, that. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a show, though. So... 
Uh, yeah, like you said, three games, not too bad, but you got to do something. Uh, next up, uh, per the Athletics' Rob Rossi, uh, multiple sources said that Malkin asked to be traded if the Pens kept Kessel. This was uh, last week that this came out on TSN. Any thoughts on that? Kind of surprising. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's such like a pre-Madonna move, you know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, I don't know the complete don't... truth behind that because uh, a lot of people in the comment section on TSN were like, uh, we, I don't know about that. Yeah, I was gonna say they were on a line together at one point. I mean, they had they had some success together. They won a couple of cups. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it is what it is. But I mean, yeah, Malcolm came out with this big thing last week too. I haven't get a ch- gotten a chance to read it yet. Um, but a lot of the a lot of it, I know a good basis of it was him taking blame for a lot of the stuff that happened last year, saying he wasn't playing well and kind of just upset at himself and mad at himself. Um, I don't know if yeah. there's any talk of the Kessel situation in that, but I guess we'll have to read to find out. Yeah, I mean, he he definitely didn't really have a standout season like he usually does last year, so um, which kind of scares me a little bit. That I mean, if he bounces back this year, then the Penguins could be dangerous again. Yeah, they could. So we got some RFA signings to get to, but before that, real quick, um, our old friend Andre Burakovsky training camp. Have you guys been seeing the videos and the line he's been skating on? Is it with Nathan McKinnon? McKinnon and Landeskov, and the videos on the Twitter have been uh, pretty sick. Uh, they've got that's some unreal chemistry. That's dope. They've been I'm they skated together it. for about three days in a row at training camp. Yeah, that I'm that sounds all, like an awesome it. line. I would love to have that on my team. So, but you know, maybe if they turn around and make that their top line right there, that could be a lot of goals. Yeah, that's dangerous. Yeah. So let's get into the signings then. So we'll start it off. Minnesota Wild re-signed Jared Spurgeon, seven years, seven point five million AAV. Any thoughts on the Spurge daddy there in Minnesota? So, uh, I think that's a little high for him. I mean. I don't. Again, I th- I feel like I've said this for the past couple of episodes. I don't get too many chances to watch the Western Conference teams, but Jared Spurgeon at what'd you say seven mil a year? Seven point five for seven years. Seven, yeah. Seven point five. I, I mean, I just feel like it's not a big enough. He's not a young thing. young guy either. So seven years is quite a haul. Right. I just don't feel like that's a big enough name to give someone that much money. Uh, I was I was expecting Spurgeon to sign anywhere between the six to six and a half range. I know he's a solid defender. But, I mean, is he a top-two guy? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not sure. But maybe on that Minnesota team he is. Uh, speaking of defenders, Chucky Brightlights, three years, $4.9 million AAV. Quote-unquote, he said, it's a city full of champions. I just want to be a part of that so freaking bad. KP, what do you think of Chucky there? Yeah, good on the Bruins. I mean, you knew they were going to lock him up. He didn't want to go anywhere. Uh, but, I mean, he's going to be one of their solid defensemen for the next, like, what, eight, ten years? Yeah, it's a it's a perfect bridge deal. Um, that's all that's all it is really is right there, and that's I think it's a steal. Yeah, I so mean, they'll lock them up before before uh, this runs out, anyways. I think the Bru- the Bruins organization is just they're they're so like good at keeping everyone cheap. I mean, they're they're all they're all bought into like staying with the Boston Bruins. I mean, you got Marshawn like six mil. He's like a top ten player. I think Marshawn and uh, Bergeron are, might be coming up here in the next year or two, also. Yeah, so I mean they'll they'll definitely get bigger contracts, obviously, and so they'll they'll run into some issues. The Bruins will in three or four years, maybe, but um, right now they're they have the perfect roster, I think, and they're getting all these guys at very low prices. 
Yeah, for sure. So up in Vancouver, old Brock Besser, three years, 5.8 AAV. That third year, though, it's a little lopsided each of the three years. That third year, he'll be making 7.5. Uh, so any thoughts yeah. on Brock up there in Van? Um, another bridge deal. And yep. another, another good deal for the player, another good deal for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. And once those three years are up, I'm sure he's going to get paid. No, oh, yeah, he'll get paid the way I think he's going to keep scoring more and more each year. He's been looking better. Yep, he definitely has, especially with Vancouver Canucks. They, they're definitely on the come up a little bit. So all of those players are just going to get better. For sure. So our rival, divisional rival, Philadelphia, Travis Konechny, six years, five and a half AAV, and also Provorov, six years, 6.75 AAV. So Philly signed their two guys. AB, what are we thinking about them? Uh, Provorov at less than seven mil, I think, is solid for Philly. I think it's solid for Provorov as well. Uh, how many years was on that? Provorov was six years. They're both six years. Connecting and Provorov, both six years. Provorov's getting a little bit more, about a mil and a half more. Ah, mil point two five. It's a solid term for both of them. Uh, I think it's a solid deal for uh for the Flyers uh, for Connecting because I think that kid could get a lot better uh, in this next couple of years. Um. And he's he's kind of got that Marshawn like rat level to him, where he's just chirping you, and he's 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 just a hard, he's a hard uh, player in the corners, and yeah, he's he's a good deal for five and a half. Yeah, not too bad. So yeah, they got both of those guys locked up, and then last one here, it is our Atlantic Division preview day. So we'll go ahead and transition on to that with this. Mitch Marner uh, reportedly declined two offer sheets. They haven't said the details of who offered those sheets to him. Uh, six years, ten point eight. Uh, the Leafs have the following signed until the twenty twenty four season: Marner, Tavares, Matthews, and Nylander. Kyle, what are your thoughts on Mitch Marner finally signing his Toronto ticket? I'm glad he wasn't a brat anymore, and he finally signed, getting into training camp. But uh, yeah, that that's a roster right there. The names you signed, you just said, and how long they're signed for uh, the next couple of years, they're gonna be pretty damn good. Especially for less than eleven million, uh, we thought for sure he's getting anywhere between eleven to eleven point five. Get him at ten point eight. I guess you can call that a success for Toronto. Uh, yeah. So. Um, and I'm sure Marner's not too uh, upset about receiving $10.8 million every year for the next six years. Yeah, it can't be too mad at it. But, yeah, I'm surprised he went under that $11 million, which a lot of people are saying he uh, was going to get. I think the media is the reason that it kind of got up so high. But there it is. Mitch Marner is signed. So with that being said, let's kick it over to uh, our – what's up? Uh, you, I think you uh, forgot to mention Brandon Carlo signed as well with the uh, Boston Bruins. I did not mention that. So there we go. Uh, he got, uh, he signed for like two or three years. I can't, I can't remember the full details on it. Less than three million a year. I think Carlos is a stud. So I think that's a steal for the Bruins and, and the Bruins are once again, just winning in the off season. Definitely a good young stud. Yeah, there it is. So another Atlantic team that we'll be touching on a little more uh, as the episode goes on. But like we said, first interview, let's kick it on over. Uh, reoccurring guest and head coach, the Bishop O'Connell Knights, our guy Flip. All right, guys, welcome back on our reoccurring guest, uh, head coach Bishop O'Connell Knights. It is our high school season preview episode, our guy Flip Collins. Flip, what's up, man? How's the summer? Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, summer's been great. I'm getting ready for hockey season. 
Perfect. So let's just get right into it. Like we said, high school preview episode last year. We talked about it a little bit last time you were on. That six three and one record, kind of a hot start, rough finish. Uh, some notable wins: Spalding and Gonzaga, the two teams that played for that championship. So, how much are you focusing on your team and playing a complete season this year? Kind of telling the guys, hey, doesn't matter how good the start is, but we got to grind this thing out, regardless of travel team complications, injuries, you name it. We got to play this thing all the way through. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we're working on finishing, wrapping up the schedule right now and trying to, um, you know, play, spread our games out a little bit more. Last year we had a bunch of games early and then a bunch of games late and kind of hit the wall. So we're working on this. I think the schedule is the biggest thing. Um, you know, we're up to about 22 games right now on our schedule. And, um, and I, I just think it, it's just going to work out better if we can manage the schedule. Right, you don't want to do, I guess, too many road trips also in one week, kind of split that between the home and the road. So you did shoot me a text earlier this summer about some players you had coming in. Uh, kept it hush-hush, so I'll ask you now. Uh, let's go into a few things here. What's the roster looking like uh, this year in terms of new additions and also who are some leaders you got that we should uh, keep an eye on that will make an impact? Yeah, yeah. so um, we've got we got 50 players at the school, which is an all-time high. We're going to have three teams. We're going to have a varsity, a V2. And then a freshman team, all oh, freshman team. We've got 17 freshmen. We got five transfers, and and uh, two of the five transfers are imports. Um, and we got a boy from um, Edmonton, Alberta, uh, named Matt Sutter. And then we've got a boy from um, um, Oxford, England, who's coming in uh, to play, uh, named uh, Lex Smith. Um, you know, and, and they're going to have to try out and make the team. You know, I, I, you know, we've got a lot of players. We've got in our roster, we've got uh, 13 AAA players. We've got six Ashburn Extreme players, which I kind of consider a AAA program. Um, we've got nine Reston Raiders, and then you fill out the rest with a bunch of kids from here or there. So uh, it's going to be very competitive tryout, but we've got a lot of we've got more depth than we've ever had. Um, you know, we've got, we've only got about nine or 10 kids returning, uh, but we've got a, just a t big influx of, of new talent coming in. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that. You say you got the depth. So what would you say your team's strength are this year? Whether it be the size, the speed, goaltending, maybe offense, defense, what's one thing that's really is above and beyond, uh, the rest that you'll almost rely on to win you some tough games this year? Well, I'm going to rely on our maturity. You know, I've, I've already challenged the boys that we didn't we didn't have maturity last year, and uh, we've got to be more mature. Uh, we're going to have a lot of upperclassmen on the team. I don't know I don't know until tryouts to so what our final numbers are going to be, but I would say we're going to be a heavy team. So we're going to play physical, um, and we've always had speed and we've had skill. So we're going to continue to do that, but we just want to be relentless on the puck, and be all over teams with a four check and. Uh, we've got a goal. We've got a junior goalie coming back, and a sophomore or a couple juniors coming back uh, in in net. So that's good. Um, I don't know if it's our strength, but it, it's it's definitely an area that that we're we're solid in. Defensively, we were going to have at least three seniors on the, on the blue line, a couple juniors, a couple sophomores, somewhere in there, maybe a freshman, and then. Uh, up front, we'll have uh, seniors, juniors, 
couple sophomores, and we have a couple talented freshmen coming in there fighting for the last couple spots. There you go. So it is the MAPHL. You do play every team every year, but uh, kind of looking at your schedule this year, are there any games on that you got circled that you might be putting some emphasis on, maybe some revenge games from last season, uh, or do you just have the boys attacking every game the same, not overlooking some teams, but also not getting too hyped up for certain opponents? I think I think one of the challenges we have is is we get really hyped up for home games. If you haven't been to, to uh, MedStar for a Friday night O'Connell game, um, whether, you know, if we're playing at 640 or 810 at night, you know, we get six, 700 fans at a game. And I think our, our new players get a little amped up too much. Um, and we need to be able to con control that. But we've got St. Augustine coming in, St. Augustine prep out of New Jersey. Uh, so we're looking forward to that game. Last time they came in, uh, most of my seniors were uh, freshmen. Nice. They got when, pounded. when do you have them coming in? Uh, we've got them coming in the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Nice. That'll be the 20... 28th or 29th i believe of uh of november and um or 20 27th whatever that tuesday is now they beat us 11 nothing or 11 one the last time we played them so you know we're we definitely have them circled on our schedule and then you know the, then the wcac schools you know right. st john's tamatha gonzaga um it's always going to be a, a a great game and a battle between those those programs so we'll have you leave us with this. We appreciate the time, but we'll we'll transition that WCAC talk into this kind of your goals and ex expectations for this team this year. I mean, kind of the standard you're going to set. I mean, the last few years you've been right there in the mix of the WCAC championship in the playoffs, but still looking to get out of that first round of the MAPHL playoffs for the first time in a couple yeah. years. So what are you guys looking to do? Uh, what, are they, what Where's the bar I, set? I mean, I I could I could tell you that I want to play uh, you know one game at a time, but that that's not where the program's at now the programs that uh it's 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 now you know we need to we need to show up we need to perform uh we want to win the wcac we want to win the maple um and and we're going back to the we, we want to go back to the usa hockey nationals you know and represent the dmv like we did last year <clears throat> so you know i'm putting all the cards on the table for the boys and they gotta they gotta show up and they gotta all buy in our our slogan this year is empty the tank you know, so hashtag empty the tank every every game, every shift. Um, all of our all of our players, whether you're on varsity V two or even the freshman team. Yeah, empty that tank, set the standard for uh, your your future there. If you're a young guy at Bishop O'Connell, but flip, we appreciate the time, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon, and we'll uh, see you tomorrow night at the meeting. Yeah, yeah, anytime, Matt. All Thanks, right, buddy. Have a good one. Yep. Bye. All right, thanks again for Flip for coming on. Good luck to the O'Connell Knights this year. So, boys, let's get into this Atlantic Division. Last season's final rankings, Tampa Bay first, obviously, that President's Trophy swept in the first round. Uh, Boston lost in the Stanley Cup final to the Blues. Toronto lost in the first round to Boston again. And then your non-playoff teams, Montreal, Florida, Buffalo, Detroit, and Ottawa. So, as always, we're going to rip it down in alphabetical order. So we're going to start off with the Boston Bruins here. So, as I just mentioned, defending Eastern Conference champions, uh, the team that fell to the Blues in the Cups last year. That's right. Um, fun little fact about the Boston Bruins since December 10, 2014, the Caps 
are 14 and 1 against the Bruins. Their last win, or I should say their only win in that span coming of March of last year. So the last time the Caps did play the Bruins is when the Bruins busted that streak. Hope be four shutouts in that streak, but we're not here to talk about the Caps. Obviously, like we just mentioned, how they fared last year. Key departures, Noel Akari, uh, Caps legend Marcus Johansson. Arrivals, uh, they did get pair. Par Lindholm and Brett Ritchie. Uh, still have that top line of Pasta, Bergey, and Marchand still together. Uh, a team that finished third for fewest goals against last season with Tuca and Nett and guys like uh, Carlo McAvoy, Krug, Big Z on that blue line. And also affecting that, obviously, they're very defensive offensive group and the style they implement there. So Vegas Insider, uh, odds to win the Cup, fifth best at 12-1, to 11-2 to, to win the East, and 7-2 to, to win the Atlantic. So let's start with Kyle. What's up? Uh, yeah, I think the Bruins are going to have a decent year. Not as good as they did last year. I mean, coming off a cup run, we kind of saw it with the Caps. I mean, they're, but they got those veterans and a couple young guys with the signings we just mentioned. But I think they'll have a decent year. But I'm thinking like a wild card spot for them. I don't think they're going to Ooh, Oh, AB, what are your thoughts on the Bruins coming up? Um, I, I disagree. I think the Bruins are right where they should be. Um, They got second last year. Uh, they've really bought into the system that Bruce Cassidy uh, brought over there. Uh, once once Bruce Cassidy has come, that team has just took another took a, like a step up, and uh, they got they got these two young defensive studs. Um, they're still growing. They're still going to get better. Um, I I don't know. I I see them finishing exactly the same spot where they did last year. Either the two or three spot Toronto. And, just playing Toronto again. Just it depends yeah. on who gets home ice. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I, I don't see much changing in this division. Um, their division does get a little tougher. I mean, the, you got the Florida. We're going to talk about the Florida Panthers. Yeah, we'll get to bit. them, but definitely a little bit more of an improved division this year outside of that top three, I'd say. Yep. So I think maybe they might drop some points, but I don't think they'll. Dr- uh, they might drop some points overall in their like standings compared to last season because they had such a good season last season but I don't think they dropped any positions so at 12 to 1 11 to 2 and 7 to 2 any of those uh, worth any value to you are you going to throw some dimes on it uh I might look at the I might look at the cup odds I mean I could see him making another run I mean if Tuka Rask plays like he that's did true last year, you got to have Tuka play like he did last year right if Tuka plays uh, wow Tuka Rask plays like he did last year I think they're in very good shape so next up, here we go, a Buffalo, baby. Sabres Mafia, six games on their 500 last year. A new coach this offseason, and Ralph Kruger uh, added, added Caps legend that we just talked about, Mojo, Marcus Johansson. They also got Colin Miller and Jimmy Vesey. Uh, they did lose Jason Pomaville. Uh, they are actually rather deep at the right wing and left wing positions with Olofsson, Reinhardt, and Mojo on the right, and then Skinner, Sheary, and Vesey on the left. Uh, center is a question mark. Obviously, you have Eichel up top, but their number two is Casey Middlestat, which is eh. I mean, you kind of got to prove yourself there, kiddo. Uh, he's not. Yep. He's not. He wasn't bad at World Juniors and anything, but this is the NHL. Uh, you got yep. Rasmus Dahlin coming into his second season on that blue line, paired up with Ristolainen. You got a Carter Hunting in net. Vegas Insider, eighty to one to win the Cup, forty to one to the East, and eighty to one for the division, which is kind of weird because they're going eighty to one for the Cup and the division, but forty to one for the East. So they have better odds to win the East than they do their own division. So, <laughs> nah, what are we thinking? Let's works. start with you, AB. Um, so the Sabers are a team that. I guess for the past two or three years that everyone thinks they're going to get over the hump finally, maybe maybe make a wild card spot. Hot start last year. A high, very hot start. Uh, the Buffalo Wagons, as we were calling them for a little bit. Uh, Skinner was a 40-goal scorer. Yep. Um, 
and they signed Skinner over the off season or during the last season last year. I can't. I think remember. it was towards the end of the year. Yeah. Um. I just, this division is just so tough. Like, I I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't count them out for a wild card spot, but I mean you got Tampa, you got Boston, you got Toronto. So top three teams right there are. I mean, Kyle doesn't think they're a top three team, but those are three tough teams right there. The Florida Panthers are going to be tough. I just don't see the Sabres make – I just, I don't know. And let's I, not forget last year, the Canadiens, we'll get to them also, but they only finished two points out of that playoff spot or that wild card spot. It, yeah, exactly. So I just don't think they have the goaltending yet. Once they find the goaltending, maybe they take another step, but I don't think they have it yet. Nope. Uh, Kyle, Sabres Mafia, how are we feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I mean, I know how A.B. said everyone's thinking they're getting over the hump past couple years, but I think it might be it, and it all starts with Jack Eichel. If he can lead this team and uh, a couple of these younger guys, he can start getting them on the page of working hard, getting in there. And I mean, I know they had the hot start last year, but I think they can continue with it. And, uh, I mean, I, I got them finishing third. That's why I bumped the Boston Bruins down. I think they're going to have a pretty good year. I would agree with you uh, on the Eichel part. If, if Eichel – sees himself with a 90-95 point season and can lead this team, then yeah, I can see them making it. Yeah, if he if he if he finally breaks out and has like a huge huge year, I think I think they can do it. Yeah. Um, it's it's definitely not far out of the question. So next up, uh actually right after a stint, a nice little stint he had in Tampa, uh the Detroit Red Wings are bringing back hockey town legend Steve Yarzman to take over as general manager in addition to also adding Valtteri Filpula and Calvin Pickard in the crease. Uh they did however lose Nick Cron all to retirement and lost forward Thomas Vanek as well. Uh this is a team uh, let me tell you this, that did let in the fifth most goals last year, an average 3.32 against per game. Uh, pretty measly PK at 77% while also giving up about 34 shots a game. So obviously a defensive struggle, but that's when ex- that, that is kind of expected, I should say, when your decor isn't much more than uh, Danny DeKaiser and a usually injured former Capital legend Mike Green. Uh, you got an average goalie in Jimmy Howard in the net. Not much sticks out on their offense either outside of Larkin and Anthony Monta. So question being, can Yeiserman uh, turn the Red Wings back into a cup contender like he just did with Tampa the past few years? So Vegas, 200-1 for the cup, 100-1 for the East, and 300-1 for the division. How are we feeling? Kyle, let's start it off. Yeah, I think the biggest thing right there is Yeiserman. He, uh, he's going to be taking this team and trying to rebuild more than uh, they're going to be looking to do anything huge this year. Um, so I, I think that's going to be the case. I think they're really not going to do much. They got some couple young guys, but uh, kind of feel bad for my guy Mike Green. I don't think this team's going anywhere. Yeah, not anywhere soon. AB, how are we feeling about Hockey Town? I mean, I, I completely agree. Uh, they are far from being close to this rebuild. I mean, at least they're starting on this rebuild a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's just it's I, they're at least three or four years out from a from even a playoff spot at this point. I, I mean, they got they got to get a number one pick here soon. And they got to get a future, like they got to get a franchise player that they can finally build around. I don't, I don't know if Dylan Larkin is one hundred percent that type of player for yeah, them he's yet. Not, he's not their guy for sure. Yeah, he's like a he's a solid player, but he can't be your franchise player. I don't yeah. think. Exactly. So I think they're still looking for that. Once I mean, it seems like nowadays, like that's the only way that you can get a rebuild. Is you need to get lucky and get one of these franchise players. And even then, sometimes it doesn't work. Look at the Oilers. Yeah, yeah, they pretty much got rid of all their first overall picks that they had five years in a row. Um, yep. So any more thoughts on Detroit until we kick it to our next interview? Uh, no, that's about it. They're, they're going to have a rough season. All right, let's kick it on over. 
All right, we now welcome on a friend of the program. We'll be doing a good bit with us this year. Gonzaga alum, current assistant coach for the Eagles, Marquise Cotton. Quise, what's up, baby? How we doing? Doing all right, man. How you guys doing? All good, all good. So let's get into it. High school season preview episode. So it was the same story last year, another MAPHL championship. That's three straight for you guys. Fourth straight sure. appearance. Fourth straight appearance, I should say. Obviously, that's the standard for your program over there. What is it about Gonzaga that, you know, sets you apart from seemingly everyone else? Um, well, I'll say the first thing is having a good crop of kids, honestly. Um, always got a good number of kids coming in. Always a tough, uh, tough time making cuts and, you know, picking teams every year. So I think that's what keeps us competitive and keeps the guys competitive, too. Yeah, so... Let's talk about playoffs, too, as we are mentioning. So how do you guys prepare for playoffs? I'm prepare for playoffs. I mean, you came in as only the fifth seed last year. Granted, missed some players throughout the year, throughout the regular season. But what is it that you guys are able to do to buckle down in what is now nine straight wins in the MAP, MAPHL playoffs? Um, I'll say a big part of uh, what we do as far as pre- preparation is it's all in the seniors. All the older guys come in and – they always want to, you know, perform for, you know, their last playoff, and they always want their last championship. Um, it, it really doesn't come down to the coaching staff, which is the best part about it. We're just there for, you know, supporting to tell people when to go. Those seniors really step up to the plate and the captains and really get each other going. So you're speaking of the seniors. Looking at the roster, only five that are gone from last year's team, but a heavy, heavy junior lineup now. Uh, nine seniors now in this year, including last year's playoff standout, Farrell Den. Uh, besides him, who are some names we should keep an eye out for this season and any newcomers that you guys expect to come in and uh, make an impact on that team? Um, we got a couple kids uh, probably going to crack the roster. Won't, uh, won't spill our beans too early here, but, you know, we got a good, some good standouts this year. And, uh, Kid Luca, we got some, we got O'Leary up there. We got the uh, Nick Garner's up there as well as a younger guy coming in the program total. So we don't know where he's going to land yet. Um, and we got a lot of freshmen coming in this year. So once again, man, once the trials start, it's going to be a tough year again. So might be some more names to add. There it is. So speaking of those juniors, you guys surprisingly, or I should say the seniors this year, surprisingly haven't won a WCAC championship in a while. Uh, it's been three straight for the Matha. Is that something that this year's seniors are really wanting to accomplish? I mean, outside of going for, obviously, a clean slate in terms of state championships all four years, but that first WCAC title has to be one of the bigger goals this year. Ron? Uh, no, not at all. We definitely want to win, man. We want to win everything that's out there. Um, we want our names on every single championship, every trophy. We want we want it all. And that you guys have been uh, doing <laughs> the past couple of years. So last question here, then we'll <laughs> let you go. Uh, you guys heading out of town anywhere this year? Any tournaments uh, out of state per usual? Uh, if so, where are you all going? Um, not too many trips this year. I know we got a Chicago trip this year. That's one. And then other than that, we got guys coming in, as you know, for the Purple Puck tournament, which Purple is always Puck, a pretty baby. big draw. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll set yeah. something up and we'll get we'll get with your dad, set up a table there and do some stuff all week. Oh, yeah, man. Got to get that on. Yeah, he's going to have a good time with it, so I'm sure he'll be excited to come on. Always always does. So uh, we'll let you go there. Like we said, that's the Gonzaga preview for this upcoming year. Uh, expect big things for usual. And then, as we said, our guy Marquise, uh, he'll be along with us for the ride all season as things get going. Yes, sir. All right, my man. Excited. Have a good one. Thanks for having me. Yep. Yeah, you too.
All right, next up, we're going to continue the our Atlantic Division breakdown here, a team that everybody's talking about, baby, and as they should be, massive changes down south in the likes of the Florida Panthers. And to be honest, this is a team that I'm excited to watch. I'm talking Dallas Stars Western Conference excited for me. Um, who did they lose? Uh, well, Roberto Luongo and their coach. Uh, but that, that ain't no thing looking at who they got because Coach Q, baby, uh, Quinville's behind the net or behind the bench, I should say, Bobrovsky is in the net. Anton Strawman on the blue line, and they added Noel Achari and Caps legend Brent Connolly up front, baby. A team that was top 10 in goals and goals per game, second best power play, top 10 in penalty kill, and lowest shots against per game in that top 10 also. I mean, this was already a damn good team. They just got a whole lot better. Uh, they got some stud defensemen, like we said, in Strawman, Ekblad, and so Keith Yandel, a forward core with Huberdeau, Barkov, Dadanov, Kano, Trocek, and a coach who knows what it takes to fucking win it all. So 20-1 to for the Cup, 9-1 to for the East, and 7-1 to for the division. KP, how did Florida Panthers smell to you? Shoot, they did some... Did some major work in the offseason. I, I like everything they did, but I don't know. Sometimes when you're adding all these pieces, especially some older vets, uh, doesn't come together. So I mean, I, I don't know. It's definitely gonna it's gonna be what it is. What we'll to see? I don't really I don't really know. It's gonna be tricky. I think. Maybe how you feel about that Florida Panther bite this year? So uh, you know, I'm all about it. Uh, I'm definitely gonna put some money on them to win the cup out of nowhere. Twenty to one. You will take it. Jeez. Yeah. Um. I, I love all the additions they made. Uh, I think Coach Q is one of the, the – I don't think – if this is just a straight fact. Coach Q is one of the best coaches of all time. I yep. think he turns this franchise around. Uh, they have – they do have a player that they can turn this franchise around with, uh, fucking Barkov. Top five – what is he, most underrated player? He's probably a top five player in the NHL, if not top ten. Oh, for sure. And yeah, I think I think Coach Q – Turns his whole team around. I think he. I think he puts Barkov in a MVP discussion next year. I don't know. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I got a lot of hot takes for the Panthers. Right well, now. and like like we just said, they didn't really lose anybody. But in the stats we mentioned, top ten in goals, second best power play, in both top ten on the defensive side and penalty kill and lowest shots per games. And that was with a guy in Roberto Luongo in net for half the season. You're getting Bobrovsky over there, a Vesna contender, year in and yeah. year out. I mean. If, if Bob, yeah, if Bob continues to put up the numbers he's put out through us in his entire career, then I don't see why this team does not make the playoffs. I don't see why they don't have a, a nice, nice run. At a depth uh, scoring, like we said in Connolly. Yeah, they. I mean, yep. they fixed everything they had problems with last year in defense and goaltending. It's. I think, yep. just like we talked about Jack Eichel, I think it'll rely a little bit on Bob if he can stand back and have a huge year, just like Columbus yep. has been doing. They kind of ride him. So, and it's kind of what. Uh, what Kyle said uh, earlier, it depends on how they all mesh together. I mean, sometimes it doesn't work right away. Yeah, that's so. the only thing I, I kind of got scared with them. It's it's a lot of vets too. I mean, so it, if they all buy in, and it's going to be some trial and error with that many new faces. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But if they if they new coach, out, new systems, figure it out by uh, All Star break, and they might be wheeling. Yeah, you're good. Right, exactly. Not, not even that. I mean. But the Blues didn't figure it out till what February, March. I mean, if they figure out by March, pretty much, yeah, yeah, dangerous. All right, next up, the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, only two points outside of that second wild card spot last season. Uh, remember, we had that three-team wild race in the East between them, Carolina, and Columbus. That came down to those last couple of days. Uh, only three points separated the three teams. 
Uh, packing up, heading out, we have Jordy Ben, Antti Niemi, and Andrew Shaw. Coming in is Keith Kincaid, the Chipotle King, Nick Cousins, and Ben Chariot. Uh, so between all those, nothing extremely notable in terms of player movement or nothing that really sticks out to you in terms of names. Uh, obviously, one of the best goaltenders in the world the last few, day, few years in Carey Price, so not much to dissect in terms of their crease. Uh, that is a blue line led by Shea Weber, uh, which saw, weirdly enough, finish 13th in literally 13th exactly in the four defensive categories. Um, a forward group flexing the likes of Max Domi, Brendan Gallagher, and Thomas Teta. 60 to 1 to win the cup, 30 to 1 to win the East, and 60 to 1 to win the Atlantic AB. What do you think about Montreal? So they were the surprise team for last year, I would say, right? I mean, I don't think yeah. anyone thought they were going to. They didn't have expectations to make the playoffs, and like I said, they almost snuck in at the end. All right. So that kind of throws me off with them because you look at their team on paper, and it's not great. And they just, they must have just clicked. I don't know what. Uh, is Claude Julian still the coach there? Uh, I believe so, yes. So, yeah, he must have had something going for them. He probably brought in that defensive system. So Shea Weber is going to lead this team on defense and uh, going to shut everyone down with Carey Price in back uh, back there protecting their crease. Um, I I see them doing the same thing as last year. I see them, you know, putting up a good fight, but I just don't see them making the playoffs. There's too many good teams in this division, too many good teams in the whole conference as a whole. And it's just it, those last two wild card spots are going to be up for grabs. Uh, they'll be right there. They'll be in the mix, but I think I think they'll miss by four, two to four points again, maybe. I just don't see any star power up front for them to be able to take over like any players that'll take over a game. KP, yeah, you hit the nail on the head right there. The division's way too hard, and they they're just not where they need to be right now. I mean, they got some young players that I love. Max Domi, love watching that kid. He's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, he's yeah. Sick. I just don't think they have what it takes, especially with this powerhouse. Uh, so I don't know. Montreal fans are gonna be pissed again. Yeah, yep. it is what it is. So let's keep it in Canada. Uh, next up, we got Ottawa, by far the worst team in the NHL (laughs) 29 wins last year absolutely no freaking talent in that lineup Uh, I'm sorry that's being a little harsh our boy Brady to Chuck they've got some familiar names in terms of additions and Artem Anisimov Nikita Zaitsev Ron Hainsey and Tyler Ennis um, you recognize them, but that doesn't mean they're at the top of their game anymore. No key departures. The names, uh, like you said, we do recognize them, but their game isn't the same as it used to. Probably dead last again last year, for being fair. Uh, only team to let up more than 300 goals last year. Uh, close to four game at 3.6, 35 shots against the game. Uh, count them out, they're dead. Circle that on the Caps calendar as an easy two points every matchup this year. Uh, even Vegas has them dead last in all three categories. 500 to 1 for the Cup, 250 to 1 for the East, and 500 to 1 for the Atlantic KP. Think the Senators are going to more, win more than 15 games? No, and they need to keep doing what they're doing and just get draft picks and build this team. They got some good young talent. You mentioned Brady Kachuk, a couple other guys, but uh, I think they need to um, just keep losing and get that number one pick maybe this year. But I don't, I don't even think they could beat Montreal. No, no, not even close. I mean, I would consider Detroit closer to their level than Montreal, but yeah. I don't. They can't even beat Detroit either. Uh, it's it's a dumpster fire up in Ottawa. Uh, it's it's been awful for the past couple of years. They've had a lot of distractions. Uh, I think they really blew it with the. Uh, they traded away all their picks to uh, Colorado for Duchesne, and uh, he lasted 
what a year and a half there, maybe, and maybe <laughs> not even. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, and it's so it's so weird. They were in the conference finals what two years ago, and then all, all of a sudden, one thing happened. One thing leads to another, and the whole the whole franchise is just burning up in flames right now. Yeah, I, it's, just it's think about the names that have left. Eric Carlson, Matthew Shane. Or that picture that was on Twitter last year, and it was a picture of that conference finals Ottawa Senators team, and it had them updated, and pretty much only like two guys had Senators shirts on. All the guys that retired had the Hawaiian shirts on. Everybody else had their new team shirts on and shit. I remember that. Jesus. Like, it's – it was bad. It's been bad. It's been rough a couple of years. Yeah. Take a look at management. Yeah. So that should do it for Ottawa because they don't deserve our time. Uh, let's kick it over to our last interview here, and then we'll finish up this Atlantic Division. <laughs> All right, guys, we now welcome on Jason Brady, senior at Battlefield High School, gearing up for his last season in the NBSHL. Jason, what's up, man? You ready for hockey to start? Yeah, I'm stoked. Perfect. So school started already, obviously. What's the offseason look like uh, for your Battlefield team? You guys been doing any off-ice or anything like that lately to get ready? Yeah, so we've been trying to get on some, like, stick and shoes, just trying to get ready for the season. We're also trying to get some, like, weightlifting sessions after school, and there's also been a lot of team bonding. Perfect. So let's let's look at the team last year. Patrick Division champs, 6-2-2 two and two record in league play, lost in that semifinal to Briarwoods. Kind of talk about last season a little and the way things went and then your expectations for your team this year and what you guys want to accomplish. Yeah, so last year we had a really, really good season. It turns out to be our, one of our best seasons in Battlefield history. Um, having kids from all different type of le- types of levels. Um, so for this year, our expectations are the same, but even more. We're trying to reach state titles here, also qualify for nationals. And uh, we also have a very strong team just like last year. Excellent. So you personally, fifth leading scorer on that team last season. Now a senior, as we mentioned, what do you expect of yourself uh, in your last season in that Battlefield Purple jersey? I'm expecting to be a team leader this year. I mean, that's one of my biggest goals. It's always been one since the beginning of the Bama high school career and looking forward to being one. So not sure if you looked at your schedule yet or if it's really completed, but uh, what are some big uh, games you're looking forward to playing this year? Maybe who are your biggest rivals? I mean, what games are you think you're going to get most amped up for? I think everyone's excited about the Patriot and Kettle Run games. They've been uh, biggest rivals for the past, I don't know, eight years for now, and tons of fans come in, and they're always very excited to see us play. Excellent. So last question here, like you said, appreciate the time. So senior year in high school hockey, as we all know here on the pod, is by far the best. I mean, terrible when it ends because uh, you don't want it to. But what are you most excited for this season with your team in your uh, last se- last year? I'm excited to play with the team. I mean, everyone's missing each other since last year. We know we we were so close from winning a state title, but, I mean, everyone had a great time. We all are excited to get back together. Excellent. Jason Brady, like you mentioned, one of the best years in school history. Hopefully you guys build on that and go even further this year. We appreciate you hopping on, and uh, we'll be looking forward to watching Battlefield this year. Thank you for having me. All right, man. Have a good one. You too. All right. Like we said, two more teams left uh, in this Atlantic Division breakdown. It's the two T's. First up, Tampa Bay, baby. Last year, President Trophy winners. Eastern Conference champion, regular season, Atlantic Division champions, arguably one of the greatest teams of all time. 
and they got swept in the first round. So the only team last year to score over 300 goals, highest goals per game at 3.89, best power play in the league. All of this from an offense that is now losing J.T. Miller and Callahan, but they are adding Pat Maroon, so St. Louis legend. Defensively, they did lose Girardi and Strawman, but added Luke Shin and our mm, – he doesn't deserve a capital legend tag. That's Kevin Shattenkirk. That's right. He's a stinker. Uh, still have by far the most dangerous lineup in the league in the likes of Stammer, Kucherov, Point, TJ, Palat. Uh, just incredible goaltending in Vasilevsky. So I think the playoffs obviously didn't sit well for them last year. They will be out for the ball this year. Uh, best odds for all three. It's 6-1 to one for the Cup, 3-1 to one for the East, and 11-10 to 10 for the division. KP, what are the bolts looking like? Yeah, I'm going to take that on the division. I think they're going to win it again uh, after that loss in the first round, like you said, they're coming for blood. They uh, got some big signings. I think Shattenkirk, that was a, I think it's a steal. One year, give him a little tryout pretty much, see how he does, and I think he'll yeah. do well. Low, low risk, high reward. There. For sure, yeah, that's good. Uh, Luke Shen, I love that too. That guy bodies hard in the boards, and he'll, he'll play well. He'll kind of fill, I think, like that JT Miller role a little bit. I think they're kind of similar. But uh, I think, again, they're just going to roll all regular season, and who knows? Uh, they're not definitely not a playoff team, so we'll have to see. Wait, what? They're not a playoff team? No, no, no. They're going to make the playoffs. Definitely a playoff team. <laughs> but they're not going to be like, – they're not a playoff, like, in the playoffs. They kind of suck yeah, in the playoffs. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Um, I, Caps yeah. killed them. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> um. Yeah, two years ago, the Cavs killed them, and they just yeah, they're never gonna they're never gonna bounce back again. No, they might not win a single playoff game <laughs> for the rest of their franchise history. But yeah, there's there's all they got all the star power. Obviously, I think they'll win the division. Uh, there's not much value in that in that uh, in this odds though, so I'm not, probably not gonna put it down because I could see Toronto or Boston or even Boston winning the division. But um, yeah, Tampa, they're they'll be right back to what they were last year. Hopefully they'll have a better showing because um, I think everyone was kind of excited to see them go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, and then we thought we 100% thought we were going to have a rematch. Oh, as, well, as soon as Tampa lost, we definitely thought we were going back to back. Yep. And all of a sudden, the last year's playoffs was just it was just crazy. I mean, the Islanders beat the Penguins, Hurricanes beat us. Tampa Bay gets swept, and they're the best team, the yeah. best record. Like a lot of players said in those outdoor interviews that everybody's looking around the league and saying, oh, shit, Tampa lost. This thing's wide open now. Yep. Maybe that affected that's some teams. That's exactly what happened. But anyway, yeah, you got Kucherov coming off an MVP season. He's probably going to do the same fucking thing again. He's been putting up Matt. He's, he's got, like, over, like, 240 points in the last two seasons or something ridiculous like that. Yep. Um, that power play will continue to blow the doors off of any team. Yep, Stamkos over there in the OV spot. He almost, I can't say he plays. They have two OV spots. They just pick their pick your poison. If you want to let Kucherov rip on or Stamkos, buzz the fucking tower on you. If uh, I don't know if Braden Point is signed with him yet, but once he gets signed, I mean that kid is a fucking stud. Uh, They got top three defensemen in the league and Victor Hedman. Uh, They have the top three goaltender and Andre Vasilevsky. I mean, down on paper, down the board, this team is still one of the best Stacked. best teams ever. And they're adding Shattenkirk, which I obviously said earlier, high um, high reward, low risk, high reward. And I I could see him having a bounce back season. I don't know, even though he's Yeah, you got to be pissed if you're you got shipped out of town from that team after what happened last year, and you know damn well they're probably going to turn around and win it this year. 
Yep. So yeah, they'll they'll come out with uh, they're going to come with a lot of fire. They'll probably who knows they might even beat their regular season points from last season, and then we'll see what they do in the playoffs. I mean, if they can finally break through, I mean they've been what they've been in the Eastern Conference Finals like three out of the last five years or three. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I mean, if they if they get there again, we got to see if they break through. Uh, they're just they just, they gotta they gotta finally take that last step. And we'll see if they can do it. So, last team we'll be taking a look at, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, can never be Boston, it seems, in the playoffs. Good chance they do go at it again this year. Uh, departing from Toronto, Nazem Kadri, but I think the Leafs fans were tired of his shit anyway. Uh, Tyler Ennis, Hainsey, Zaitsev, and Patrick Marlowe, they did, however, add Tyson Berry, a stud blue liner, as well as some forward death, and Jason Spezza looking to fill that, um, that fourth-line center role. So, we've talked about... Uh, line we've talked about their top two. I mean, their top two lines with uh, Marner, Tavares, Matthews, and Nylander. Uh, it's one of those things that we've mentioned in the past few episodes. You need a line that kind of turns you on and makes you horny. Well, they've got two of them. Um, I think this year's year they finally make a little noise, even though all of their young guys are prima donnas and want nothing but money. Um, the third best to win the cup at ten to one, nine to two for the East, and three to one for the division. So let's just keep it with AB. What What do you think about uh, the six up there? Yeah, uh, obviously they have. They probably have the best top six in the NHL. No, uh, the most talented, maybe besides Tampa. Uh, They're very good. I, I mean, yeah. there's a team that has Ovechkin, Tom Wilson, Kuznetsov, yeah. Backstrom, TJ Oshie, Jacob Rana. Yeah, that team's not bad either. Um, but yeah, I don't know how much depth they have down the middle. I mean, Spess is good, good fourth line center, but who's their third line center right now? Uh, I. I can't even. I'd have to look at it. I can't can tell you off the top of my head. Um, and obviously, last year everyone was saying like, do they have any defense? They pick up Tyson Berry. Tyson Berry, yeah. Freddie um, Anderson still in net there. Uh, solid goaltender. Solid goaltender. Let's see if he can make the elite jump this year. Um, because I think that's that's pretty much why they lost to Boston last year. Tuka Rask outplayed Freddie Anderson. That's about it, right? Yeah, there, right? Uh, that was a damn good series. Yep, it was a great series. It's probably going to be a great series again if they see each other, which they, it's, I think it's very possible. Um, yeah, this is another team that you just they need to find a way to get over the hump. I mean, they they're starting to remind you of the Caps a little bit, where they just can't the Caps couldn't get past the second round, except Toronto can't get past the first round because of the new playoff format. They're playing against the Bruins. Everyone's bitching about it now, even though the Caps had to deal with it against the Penguins for the past like five fucking years. So, uh, yeah, sorry, I went on a little rant there. No, no, valid, valid point. <laughs> I completely agree. You always piss uh, when you're on the losing end. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we had to deal with it. They have to deal with it, too. That's how it goes. Kyle, KP, Maple Leafs, what do we got here? Yeah, definitely my second favorite team to watch. I love going to Caps-Leafs games. This team's really fun to watch. They're young. They can definitely score goals. That's not a problem. They Electric. had a problem with the back end. I think Tyson Berry is huge addition. I mean, that guy, he can score goals for you or play good defense. Big so, power play guy for yeah, sure. For sure. And I think uh, this team's going to light it up this year. I think Austin Matthews has a big year. Mitch Marner, he's got something to prove. So he might have a little chip on his shoulder after signing that contract and everybody talking in the media. William Nylander, hopefully he has a bounce back year. That guy did nothing last year after holding out. So I think they, yeah. do, they do pretty good. Yeah, didn't he go like 10, almost 20 games without even a fucking point? Yeah, it's pretty bad. But uh, yeah, I think I think it's a huge it's a huge deal that Marner got that deal signed before 
the season even started because right. that's Nylander just coming in mid-season. He was definitely not in mid-season form. Yeah, definitely up in Toronto. The media is going to be howling the team. You don't want that kind of stuff being around. So it's, Well, Marner last away. year, 94-point guy, so if he has anything less, uh, he's going to get reamed. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point, especially for 10.8 mil a year. But I, I think this team's going to roll this year. I got him uh, finishing second. Yeah, so I guess let's get into that. Kyle, what's your full division preview right now? Uh, who you got making the playoffs? Well, so I'm going to go run it down. I got Tampa, Toronto, Buffalo, and then I got the Bruins hitting that one wild card. Okay. Uh, AB, you want to go next? Yeah. You think Sabres um, Mafia's in that three spot? I got <laughs> I got Tampa, obviously, at number one. I've, um, I'm going with uh, Kyle here with Toronto at number two. I think uh, I think they're going to be pissed off. They've lost to the Bruins how many years in a row? I think they're going to be coming for blood this year. Uh, number three, I got the Bruins, so I got that rematch coming up. Uh, number four, I got that wild card spot going to the Florida Panthers, obviously. Big Florida Panthers guy. Yeah, I've got the exact same four as you. I got Tampa taking that President's Trophy, uh, making a deep run at that cup this year, unless they have to play the Caps again. Um, yep. Toronto, I think, will be close to Tampa. Actually, I think Toronto will have an incredible regular season, separate I, themselves I from that. Boston a bit. Um, I think Boston and Florida can compete for that that three spot, to be honest. Um, I think it could e honestly go either way, but I think Boston edges them out due to the experience and everything. Um, Boston, Toronto, first round. Toronto's finally going to beat them. They'll get out of there in no more than six. Um, and then, like I said, Florida's going to be a really damn dangerous wild card team. So yep. that's what I'm see, picking. I could see this wild card spot getting I, – I could see like six to seven teams in the entire – in both divisions – fighting for like three spots <laughs> yeah i think the east wild card spots are going to be a lot tougher and a lot less predictable than the western ones are where we're yes. going to think we're going to have those two central teams maybe arizona but um yeah the eastern wild card spots especially when we start looking at the metro next year or next week and deep dive into all the additions that some of those teams are making i think it's going to be very tough um yep. it's going to be a t i would like to see a nice little final week like five team race for that yeah it, it it's I think it's definitely going to happen. Um, I mean, obviously injuries are going to happen, and that could change the course of an entire season for teams. But uh, it's going to be a very exciting season. Yeah, for sure. So that'll do it, I guess, for Atlantic Preview and High School Hockey uh, season preview show. Uh, one more episode left of our preview series next week. We'll be covering the pro hockey. That's right, some caps, some Norfolk Admirals talk. Uh, Probably a little tougher in terms of getting interviews for those two, but we're going to try and see what we can do. Um, we're going to try to get you guys something good, but that's our last one. Like we said, our last divisional preview will be the Metro Division, home of our boys in red. After that, the first week of October in the Caps, We'll be taking on the Blues, so boys, we made it. Uh, right after next week, we got Caps hockey to talk about on the pod. We'll get through October, and then that's when all the local stuff will really be kicking in the gear in November there. So it's time to fucking put the wheels down and cruise. Yeah, let's get her going here, boys. I can't wait for the season to start. All right. We need some hockey back in our lives. And then, like we said, October 8th will be our special edition Hurricane Sled Hockey episode. You're going to want to tune in for that one, A.B., like we said, some good interviews. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Can't wait to put this one out. This is going to be a sweet episode. It is going to be very cool. And our first uh, NHL or about a 25-minute long episode talking about his career. So that's going to be good stuff. Uh, he was actually a victim of a Scott Stevens playoff blue line demolishing hit yeah <laughs> so we actually get into that a little bit too so very interesting so with that being said i guess get us out of here and we'll uh, hit the road have a good weekend
All right. Peace out, boys. All right, boys. Have a good one. Keeping myself so busy Personal demise